Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. My, 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 what a week, what a week, what a week. Hey, it's Friday, though. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. It is SmackDown Day. It is Rampage Day. The weekend is almost here. Christmas is almost here. It's almost the, it's the most wonderful time of the year, SP3. And between WWE, New Japan, and, and AEW, they are the gifts that keep on giving. Because what do I always ask for on this show? Just give me something to talk about. And who boy, this is a throw the format out Friday. No five count today. Um, we have missed all week long because this has been uh, the week from hell for me. And this is like literally the only time we could get it on the schedule to get in the books to get on the show today because there's been so much that has happened this week that we got to talk about. Sasha Banks appears to be done with WWE, at least for the foreseeable future. And she is bound for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mandy Rose uh, is surprisingly done uh, with WWE. How about that? Wakes up Tuesday morning as the NXT Women's Champion. Wakes up Wednesday morning without a job. What the hell happened there? This should not be a surprise to anybody. Vince McMahon is planning a WWE comeback uh, down the road. Triple H is reportedly underwhelmed with the performance of a handful of his recent rehires. And tonight is reportedly supposed to be a pretty big SmackDown SP3. Uh, we had some uh, people dropping some teases on social media surrounding one Bray Wyatt tonight. They're filming two episodes of SmackDown tonight uh, with Christmas being next weekend. And it could finally be Sami Zayn's big night or he could wind up like Pesci and Goodfellas. It is, there, there's a lot. There is a lot to dive into today, SP3. How are we doing good, sir? I am doing well. It's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It's the holiday season. Uh, next time you see me on anything, I promise I will be in my favorite in my favorite Christmas jumpers because Ooh. that's what you people deserve. It is the holiday season. But yeah, it's Friday. A lot of news this week, so let's get into it. Uh, Santo diving in on the chat saying, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, well, it must be morning where he's at. Uh, I am uh, going to my SmackDown tonight with my 10 year old son. First ever live wrestling show after watching for 35 years. Hell yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a good one for you. Uh, good sir. Tonight. Uh, what is going on, uh, to the delusional group YouTube channel? What is up? What's going on queen? We appreciate everybody who is uh, diving into the chat and yeah, we got a lot to get to first things first. Let's get the, uh, you know, the paperwork out of the way. We would not be here right now without our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball's in full swing. We're closing in on the NFL playoffs. Got MVP voting you can dive into, or not the voting, but at least the odds for the people who are going to win the award. Bet Online is the place for all of it. They're your number one source for all your betting needs uh, this season, regardless of the sport. They get the latest odds for you, team matchup information, player news, game trends. It's all there at Bet Online. Um, get the fastest and easiest way to bet on every sport NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, wrestling's up there for crying out loud. Head to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And uh, SP3, 
This is the first time that we've really had the chance, me and you, to talk about uh, the latest news surrounding Sasha Banks. Uh, between the last time we were on the air and now, news has broken that she has, in fact, signed a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is a, a very lucrative deal. As a matter of fact, according to Wrestling Observer, it is a record-breaking deal uh, for Sasha Banks. She's going to get more per appearance than anybody. Um that includes Chris Jericho, who was getting $100,000 per appearance, according to uh, the Wrestling Observer. So Sasha Banks is going to be making some money over in New Japan. Um, and the latest report out today from the Wrestling Observer is she's going to be making money in New Japan because WWE did not want to meet the money that she wanted for her return to the company. Apparently, Triple H and company decided, hey, it would be good to bring Sasha back, but at what price? Sasha Banks apparently asking for money on par with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, which I think is very, very reasonable considering her tenure with the company, considering the star power that she has, considering her all the accolades she has in her entire career. I don't think that that's unreasonable whatsoever. WWE said no, SP3. They said no to that deal and said they believe that she has peaked as a star basically believing that after the honeymoon period of her original return the needle would not move thereafter this is a um this is a disheartening report today like i literally am like are you all motherfuckers seriously when I read this report this morning, I expect this kind of report out of a Vince McMahon led company. I thought this new regime would be smarter than that. Now, granted, they're allowed to have their opinions, but who boy, I, I think I, what is it SP three about Sasha Banks that they don't see that we all see. Um, um, I'm the guy that's known for pointing out the elephant in the room. Uh -huh. But, I mean, the biggest difference I see between Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks, you know, you got WrestleMania main eventer, you got yeah. multi-time women's champions, you know, uh, dozens upon dozens of classic matches. Yeah. Only difference I see is um oh I'm I don't have a watch on. Oh shoot. I just I I mean I I mean I'm just saying I I was wondering what a lot of WWE fans were gonna think about this report because I kinda heard about this early on when the it was first reported that there was talks about her possibly returning i kind of heard i had a had a had a little birdie tell me that sasha was looking to get paid on par with like the highest paid women in the company which is charlotte flair and becky lynch show and i didn't know how this dude wwe this triple h stephanie man nick khan led wwe would feel about her acting price being that high and now we see they think that she has peaked as a star someone who is younger than charlotte flair and becky lynch has peaked as a star She's someone only that is 
someone that is doing more outside of WWE than pretty much everyone not named John Cena. I guess you could still consider him WWE. I think Sasha Banks doing a lot of different stuff. She has a lot of different stuff that's going to be, you know, she's about to announce with this. It just... It's baffling that WWE, like, and we're going to talk about the, the report uh, from Russell Votes earlier this week about Triple H being underwhelmed mm-hmm. and be feeling that some some of these returning stars have, been, have underperformed. Well, maybe, WWE, if you didn't spend your money on like 10 or 12 of these guys that have been completely useless or you have made feel like they've been here for years, even though it's been months since they returned. If maybe if you didn't if you didn't pay all your money on a bunch of guys that have been underwhelming to you, Triple H, maybe you have money to offer Sasha Banks that's I'm, closer to her axing price. I'm it's not like, going there. I'm not going there because look, everybody deserves a damn job. WWE has the money to pay all those people and Sasha Banks what she wants. They have the money. They're making millions upon millions, if not billions, in revenue. They got the money. They don't want to pay it up to Sasha Banks for whatever reason. I'm not going to speak on, you know, what, what you, uh, you know, what, what you have alluded to, but man, to, to sit here and say that we feel like she's peaked as a star because she's going to come in, she's going to get that pop. She's going to have the big return. And then she, you know, she's not going to move the needle. That tells me everything that I need to know right there because that pretty much to me confirms that here's what you would have done with Sasha Banks when you came back. She would have come back. She would have been put in a program with Ronda Rousey. She would have lost. And then she would have floated back down to the mid card or floated back into the tag team division because that's where you would have put her because that is for whatever reason where you see her as her ceiling is she is she is best as a building block as a stepping stone to what you really want to present as your big superstars and your big matchup at WrestleMania, which is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. We pretty much know that that is going to happen, even though they haven't necessarily started the build toward it. And you know how I know that's what they would do with Sasha Banks because that's what they're doing with Bailey right now on the other side of the coin. They brought back Bailey to this big fanfare. She has this months long view with Bianca Belair. She loses several times and now she is the tune up opponent for Becky Lynch. So you can't sit here and tell me that we didn't that we got Sasha and or excuse me, we got Ronda and Shotzi in Boston. At Survivor Series, you can't tell me that they didn't pitch that match to Sasha Banks and she said, nah, no thanks. And while money may be part of this, it's it's still rooted down deep. The same damn issues that she left the company in the first damn place is she also wants to be booked and presented as the top-level star that she is, and WWE doesn't have any interest in doing that. And that's why I said uh, the only difference, I mean, you could say, oh, she she's had a bad attitude or had issues backstage. Charlotte Flair had similar issues just last year. If you don't if you don't remember, there was a whole title swap situation that happened on national TV and no one said a word. No one bashed the eye. There was a whole argument backstage. So uh, Charlotte Flair got sent home. We never heard of it. Like a month later, it was old news. Basically, it became 
old news, but Sasha Banks, she's held, uh, I guess, a different bar. I don't know. It's just weird. The only difference that I can see in in these women is the color of Sasha Banks' skin, because I'm sorry to say that, and I'm sorry to bust the bubble of people that were all, you know, high on the new WWE and this whole story. They want to say, oh, it don't sound real to me. No, it sounds like Sounds like the WWE that I'm used to. Y'all think it all changed, but it hasn't really. The only difference between Triple H's WWE and Vince McMahon's WWE is Vince McMahon just stopped caring about if the show was good. Triple H cares because he has to build a reputation. But that's the only difference. Nothing's changed with the company itself and how they view their stars backstage. Queen saying the difference I see is that she leaves while even though those women have their issues, they stay. Look, Sasha Banks has been telling us pretty openly for a long time that this was coming. She was not shy whatsoever about telling people who she is, who who she sees herself as, and how much money she thinks she is worth. Maybe WWE took, you know... uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Maybe they had an issue with her being so open and honest about where she sees herself in the company hierarchy. But I mean, she, she has always been somebody who has said, I don't have a problem with you bringing in Ronda Rousey and bringing in the new eyes to the product and giving her all this money. But you best believe you better be giving me that same damn money because I've been the one here. I've been busting my ass. I've been working. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong whatsoever. And I think even Dave Meltzer said the, the number that she's asking for on par with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair is still way under what she should be getting in comparison to the revenue that they bring in. So it's 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 baffling to me. And, and maybe look, all right, because y- you look at Sasha Banks and you look at the crossover mainstream appeal that should be valuable in and of itself for WWE getting their brand on, on red carpets and New York fashion week and all this other stuff, they should be salivating at the opportunity of getting one of their top superstars out in the mainstream eye and then booking her in this big match at, at, at WrestleMania. But where does she fit in the pecking order of, of, of WrestleMania? Let's, let's be honest here. If she was brought back today, if, if triple H gave her that pile of money, Whatever it was, she said, all right, you got your money. Cool. Come on back. We'll have you back. We'll, we'll, we'll get something together for you. Where is she landing? Because if she came back today, she would instantly be number three on the depth chart on Monday Night Raw as far as baby faces are concerned behind Bianca and Becky. She would move, which means that the, the spot for her is over on SmackDown. But again, would she come back? just to lose to Ronda Rousey to set up that Ronda Rousey-Becky match that they we know they want to put on. So chances are the Raw title match at WrestleMania this year is probably Charlotte and, and Bianca with maybe Rhea Ripley being an alternate or working their way through. Wouldn't be surprised if we get a triple threat between those three. And then it's it's Charlotte and Becky. So, okay, where does Sasha fit into things? Is there any match outside of those top two title matches that any kind of WrestleMania program you could put together for Sasha Banks that would make her say, no, nah, I'm not going to go to Japan like I always want to, even if you guys offer up the money. I'm going to turn that down to come and do this. Outside of maybe Trish Stratus or finally giving us the Becky Bailey or the, the, the Bianca, Jesus, what's her name? Sasha Bailey match at WrestleMania that we've been promised for 10 years? 
I don't see anything that's even close creatively that Sasha Banks would want to uh, dig her teeth into, and she ain't getting the damn money. And WWE say, hey, if we don't have that spot for her, we can't justify giving her the money. It's kind of a catch-22 here with this whole process, SP3. No one should be shocked that she has signed a deal to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Nobody should be shocked by this. No, no, nobody should be shocked by this at all. And none of those matches you pitch would be enough. Like it, it is the money. People, people keep saying like, "Oh, it's not the money. Maybe it's this." No, it's the money. If you're not gonna pay me on the par of the people that I am on the par of, then why am I gonna go back there? You could pitch me a million matches. It's not going to be worth it. This woman walked out on a match against Ronda Rousey. Does is WWE stupid enough to offer that same match again with the same result or or say? Say say that they're gonna win. No, I don't think they pitched that at all for Boston. I think they pitched they pitched her being involved with war games, they pitched her and Naomi coming back and feuding with damage control. But if I'm Sasha Banks and I'm watching the product, I'm gonna be like, none of those sound like appeasing things for me to do. Me versus Bailey. Okay, great. Bailey is so much lower than the last time people wanted this to happen. Do you think that is even going to be worth it or that it's going to matter? No, because exhibit A of something that when it matters, it matters. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Right now, that matters. Guess what? They did that fucking match at WrestleMania 37. It did not fucking matter. No one remembers that fucking match. No one has mentioned that fucking match in a year since it happened. And it involved Logan Paul, who's the craze of the WWE. No one even has mentioned the matchup. One of the greatest feuds of the last 10 years, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had a match at, at WrestleMania because. Not because it was a long thrown out or giving the fans what they always wanted. You know what the real reason why that happened? It's because they had nothing else better to do with the both of them. And yeah. that's what they would be pitching to Sasha Banks if they say, oh, you know, come back and you can verse Bailey and WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, all the fans want that. Because I have, I have, I, you know, someone can point out an interview, but I have never heard a strong desire that that Sasha Banks is willing to move heaven and earth for a match with Bailey at WrestleMania. I've heard her yeah, say no. that she would like that, but I haven't heard that say yeah, that yeah, the exactly. no match. That like, that, that's that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm throwing out options as like, these are like the, the only things I could think of that they could possibly offer her. And there's no way in hell that that would, that would potentially be enough. And like, so many people do want to focus on the money aspect of it, SP3, and 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 you're right, but it's not just the money. It's not like Sasha Banks is coming in here and and asking for $5 million a year or $10 million. It's not like a monetary number that she has her sights set on. It is a it is a respect factor. It is a just pay me what I'm worth compared to the people that are in this company. It's not like she's money hungry out there and saying, hey, look, pay me uh, the same that you're paying Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. She's not doing that. And that's why New Japan, which is something she has always dreamed about doing. She told Stone Cold Steve Austin on the podcast, if WWE didn't call first, she would have gone to Japan in the first damn place. She has a chance to live out her dream and New Japan Pro Wrestling Gave her an offer that said, hey, look, 
we're paying you more than anybody. Yes, it's less money, but it is the most that we can possibly give you, which tells you it's not always about the monetary value, but how much a company necessarily values you. They believe that Sasha Banks or Mercedes Barnano or whatever she's going to go by is a huge fucking deal, is a huge goddamn draw, and they are willing to pay bucket loads of cash to get her into the Tokyo Dome, and that means a lot to Sasha Banks. I guarantee you. Yeah, because that's the whole thing that people need to realize. And you, you said it before. If WWE wanted Sasha Banks, they would have Sasha Banks. They would give her the money that she's asking for. But they they obviously don't. And I think that's one of the most baffling things about this new regime of WWE yet. Regardless of how much I've complained about the booking of damage control, of Liv Morgan, everything, this might be the biggest indictment to this new WWE is that they did not value Sasha Banks at the same value that pretty much everyone, including New Japan and Bushi Road, seemed to value Sasha Banks. And it leaves the door open for Sasha Banks to be the hottest star in all of wrestling. People can try to say, oh, I'm sick of all the, all the reporting about her. Oh, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I, I want people to talk more about Naomi. The reason people ain't talk about Naomi is because we all know Naomi coming back. We kind of all know Naomi coming back. It ain't a big deal about that. And WWE, and and honestly, I'm going to say it again. WWE don't really even want Naomi either. It's just kind of where else is Naomi to go? (laughs) Like, that's the I I love that you start talking about that. A shot goes. Also, what happens to Naomi? Yeah, like, like, unless it's finally giving all the fantasy bookers what they want and Naomi joining bloodline. Bloodline, there's literally, I don't know what this company does with Naomi if she comes back without Sasha Banks. You bring Cameron back and you put them in a tag team together. Like I honestly, I I don't know at this point. Um, but look, look, but my big my bigger point is that Sasha Banks is going to be the hottest star because even with just dates in New Japan, they are going to push. They have created this whole new title, IWGP Women's Championship. And one of the biggest criticism against New Japan is the lack was the lack of women's wrestling for years. And now you have someone like a Kyrie, who was one of the, the three aces of stardom, who went to WWE, established a name there, and has come back to Japan a bigger star and is now the first ever IWGP Women's Champion at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom on that big stage and you're going to have Sasha Banks Mercedes Venado, Mercedes Monet come out, challenge her they are going to put that title on Mercedes Monet if they have booked her, like uh, Dave Meltzer said for multiple dates, they're going to drive this and she is going to be responsible for making this title her impact on New Japan will be so much greater than anything any fan can pitch for her in WWE regardless of what that means for her maybe going to Mexico like she's always wanted to wrestle there she can go to AAA she can or CMLL CMLL is the one that has the relationship with New Japan or there is that big spot on January 11th as well with AEW. If that seems more and more likely every it day. It does. It does. And I said that from the jump when people people were kind of there was a a, a, a 
section of fans that were like, oh, no, that's not going to be her. That's not going to be her. I was like, the more weeks they don't answer that question of who's the mystery partner, the more people are going to believe it's her. So unless they announce on January 4th, the week before Dynamite, before January 11th, that it's Tony Storm or Thunder Rosa or somebody, if they go into January 11th with the mystery, everyone, and I'm not saying it is going to be her, but I'm just going to say everyone is going to think it's her. Everybody thought it was her the second that Tony Khan had that big-ass smirk on his face at the Ring of Honor press conference. Like, seriously, got some big things coming up in January, and he's smiling like a goddamn kid on Christmas morning. He knows the ace he's got up his sleeve. As a matter of fact, I would be stunned if it's not uh, Mercedes at this point, to be completely honest with you. And Ace, I actually disagree with this statement. I get what you're trying to say, that she, uh, that Mercedes has nothing left to prove to go back to WWE. I understand what you're saying here. But honestly, I think she does. I think she is going to take the Cody Rhodes approach to this. Because I do think that there will come a time where she does wrestle for WWE again at some point. But it is going to be way down the line, and it is going to cost WWE way much more money than what she's asking for right now because she is going to go out there and she's going to take the world by storm. She's going to grab it by the balls, and she is going to become what she always knew that she already was, which was one of the biggest goddamn stars on this planet. She knew that from jump, which is why she literally, well, possibly literally, but metaphorically flipped the middle finger to the largest wrestling company on planet Earth and said, fuck these titles, fuck Johnny Ace, I'm out of here. And she's going to make her money. She's got all these different avenues. Wait till Hollywood really gets a hold of her. Like, seriously. I think she's going to be Hollywood doing- really gets a hold of her. And that was one of the notes in the Wrestling Observer where he talked about that they and and it, New Japan or AEW schedule is very conducive to what she wants to do. And I gr- agree with Ace; it is going to be Mercedes year. I, I'm gonna I'm start getting used to just calling her Mercedes because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get that name drop on January fourth. So yeah, I think that this whole thing has been getting comparisons to you know Mercedes going on like a Cody like run, but in actuality, it's what. CM Punk should have done all those years ago because CM Punk is the closest resemblance to what Sasha Banks had, uh, what Mercedes has done with WWE. She walked out the company and to stay in wrestling and to make an impact on a on a different promotion, like making a whole new title and a whole new fan base of fans come to New Japan or becoming an anchor and bringing new fans to AEW or has she, she's actually scheduled for a stardom show. So she's doing all this different type of stuff going on. She's going to have such a greater impact that I actually do see Ace's point where, he, where he's saying that she has nothing uh, left to prove to go back to WWE because I said it when she walked out in May. I said the better thing for Mercedes' career was to walk out and to not come back for at least a few years. A few the years, best yeah. thing because I said if she if she just turns around and the first thing she does is go back, they are not going to value you at the level of the reason why you walked out. The reason why you walked out is because they viewed you at a certain level that you felt you were higher than. 
So going back, you were never going to get the deal that you wanted here. And I knew that in May. And I said it in May. Go back and watch the archives. I've been saying this. I've been on this bandwagon. It's this available. was the this is the best team. move for Sasha Banks. Go to New Japan, go to AEW, go wherever you want and yeah, take over the you. world. Live your best life. She's got movies coming out. She's got a, a, a makeup line coming out. You know, she's going to be wrestling in New Japan, probably going to be wrestling in AEW. This happens in every industry, literally every industry. If you come out there and you have reached a spot in your company and there is nowhere else for you to ascend to, you move on elsewhere until you prove that you are that type of person in whatever industry that you're in. And to answer MCAS, who's saying, to be honest, Punk had nowhere to go, really, that is incorrect. Because 2014, New Japan and ROH just had their partnership. Literally, that's the first year they started doing co-branded shows. So you do co-branded shows with New Japan and ROH, which started the rise in popularity for Ring of Honor. If CM Punk goes in that same year back to Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor... We would be talking, we wouldn't be talking about a Tony Khan led Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor would still be in business today, honestly, yeah. in my opinion. If CM Punk, Punk made that made that jump, it's all about the impact you can make outside of that. That would have worked out very well for CM Punk's legacy overall. I think a lot of people would not be making such a big deal about this AEW stuff if it didn't come right after his WWE stint. If he had a run in Ring of Honor where he brought more eyes to Ring of Honor and brought them to a new level, his legacy would not have been as damaged by his AEW. Yeah, and the thing is, is he had obviously no interest in doing that because yeah. WWE crushed. He wanted exactly. no, it's, it's not that he wanted nothing to do with WWE. In 2014, he wanted nothing to do with professional wrestling, period. He was sick of it. He was yeah. done with it. He wanted to move on and do other things. And it wasn't until Renee Paquette gave him a phone call and said, hey, come do WWE backstage, that he even considered ever stepping foot in a, in a wrestling ring again. So. You know, things wound up the way that they were. So I'm I'm rooting for Sasha Banks. And here's the best part about this SP3. This is really a great story. It is. Because just a few years ago, Mercedes would have had very little option other than to accept WWE's lowball offer. We are in a healthy wrestling community where you don't have to succumb to WWE's whims. Like, the monopoly's over. You can go and make a live a damn good living with your craft in multiple in multiple companies right now. This is a good thing. And if you are a fan of Mercedes and WWE, go watch her in New Japan. Go watch her in AW. I don't give a fuck what who what company owns the ring. I just want to see her wrestling again. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is this is just the the best move for Mercedes and I'm I'm very excited for 2023. I'm very excited for what we're about to see and you're you're actually right the landscape is different for her than what it was even when the first time she walked out in 2019. Yeah. AEW just became a thing and it was very unsure of where it was going to go. Yeah, there was the announcement of the TNT TBS deal but, but by the time Sasha Banks returns to WWE in 2019, AEW isn't even on television yet. So, it's totally different now in comparison yeah. to then. Yeah. And uh look, I'll go ahead and say it right now. If Tony Khan can get Mercedes to put pen to paper, that, honestly, that might be the biggest signing in the history of his company. To be completely honest with you, and that would completely revitalize their entire women's division. I mean, you're talking about uh, a pillar, right? You got four pillars of Mercedes, Soraya, Dr. Britt, 
and Jade Cargill. And then you got a white hot Jamie Hayter's champ. You got Tony Storm there. A lot of other trickle down talent. You got Chris Statlander who's getting ready to come back from injury. That's a way that's revived. Athena's world champion. I mean, Jesus, the talent is there, man. They've just really kind of lacked the star power to kind of lean on outside of Britt Baker, who ascended. Thunder Rose is going to come back soon. That's a women's division to invest in. Yeah. As a fan of women's wrestling, genuinely, genuinely excited. As a fan of women's wrestling, I was genuinely, genuinely shocked. Uh, not only Tuesday night with Roxanne Perez, who I love, by the way. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm happy she's the NXT Women's Champion. It, it, an incredible year for her, starting off the year as Ring of Honor Women's Champion, ending the year as NXT Women's Champion. She is a fast-rising star. She's going to be a big player on the main roster whenever she gets there. I'm happy for her. But I was genuinely shocked when they, it, it seemed like they did with Roxanne what they do with the Money in the Bank winners. It was like, ah, forget this big match on, on New Year's resolution or whatever the hell that show is going to be called that they're doing. Forget doing it. Nah, F this. We're doing it right here, right now in the Performance Center. And I'm like, oh, are they really about to put the title on Roxanne Perez right now? Sure as shit they did. Ended Mandy Rose's run at 413 days, I believe is what it was. And then the next morning, there's Sean Rossap with the um, report that Mandy Rose has been released uh, from, from WWE. And um, you know that gif that people will put out from Anchorman where it's like, boy, that escalated fast. Like, that really got out of hand quickly. That gif was made for this situation because holy damn. I, this this to me came out of nowhere. I like in all honesty, did not even know Mandy Rose had a website, let alone what she was putting out there. Still genuinely don't know because I haven't gone and done the proper research. All right, SP3. I'm sure there are people out there who have. Uh, ladies have and gentlemen, not. I am a professional and <laughs> I have received the research files of what Mandy Rose. Well, you don't pay for pay-per-view, so I guarantee you didn't pay for those. No, you didn't. I did it, ladies and gentlemen. I got two kids. I got two kids. I find ways. I find ways because I need money for diapers and food for my damn kids. But no, um, I've, I've done the research. And what I can say is that it was very provocative uh, content. Okay. She was I, putting I've up heard, on there. I've heard simulated sex activity, something of that nature, um, nudity as well. I've seen her uh, <laughs> rub her butt on Tito Sabatelli's uh, crotch area. I also saw her bending over in a position, and I wasn't really sure why the rocking back and forth uh, position, but it was a close-up wow. of her okay. ass. Uh, I saw okay. one with so her it... and Tino in the shower, not wearing anything, and just her okay. uh, behind blocking Tino's uh, private areas. All right. And so, I uh, also saw. All right, one... we get the point. We get the damn point. We get the damn point. As MCAST has said, SP3, a true journalist, diving into the deep, deep research that is necessary for this show. Um, okay, here. So, SP3, this is not because I have seen people jump all over this, right? On social media. And I learned a long time ago to not 
jump out with an opinion at first, yeah, the first time the news hits, right? You just sit back, kind of collect the information, try to figure out what happened because I don't think that this is necessarily as black and white as what a lot of people are are making it out to be. And I have seen things uh, along the lines of, oh, well, this is the same company that had Triple H have sex with a with, with a dead person. This is the same company that had the Divas uh, do uh, do Playboy. This is the same company that had pillow fights and had, you know, bra and panties matches and this, that, and the other thing. I I see where you're going with this. Even very recently, this is the same company. What was Mandy Rose's entire gimmick? Is that she was hot. They had her posing with 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 the with with championships over her private areas. They every for I think there was like a six week stretch in a row over the summer where she was in a hot tub. This is a company that had no problem profiting off of Mandy Rose's sexuality. I get all of that. I really do get all of that. But at the same time, it appears, based off of the the generous description that you have laid out, there definitely is a line there, all right? There there is suggestiveness, and then there is crossing the line and taking it to a place where WWE may not be comfortable with, and more importantly, maybe sponsors aren't comfortable with. I know there was mentions of, of Mattel possibly having issues with this as somebody who has who has spent the last 15 years working in a sponsor driven business if we don't have money coming in from sponsors we don't have jobs the sponsors kind of call the shots in this situation so if mattel found out got wind of what was going on maybe did the proper research as my man sp3 did uh, <laughs> and said hey wwe we have a problem here then, yeah, the report that Sean Rossap said where it kind of put WWE in a tough situation, that ended up being the case here. Now the question becomes, did they act too hastily in terminating her off the block, SP3? And that's where I would go, yes, they did. I, From what we have been given, the information that we have been given here, it seems like a very abrupt decision was made. Uh, apparently, Dave Meltzer in the uh, Wrestling Observer, he had more uh, details about the entire situation and how the kind of chain of events went down in regards to Mandy Rhodes. Uh, first being, you know, losing the NXT Women's Championship because that was a hastily uh, made decision because she was scheduled to lose the title on January 10th at New Year's Evil. Yes, I knew the name. New Year's evil uh but yeah there was a uh, basically on tuesday matt bloom informed Shawn michaels about content on rose's fan time subscription service that had gotten more racy as of late uh while not confirmed there are those who believe rose was making more money posting photos and making custom uh, making custom videos for subscribers that contained nudity while wwe in the past had marketed its women and was responsible for many posts in Playboy, that was in a different era, and what they found out about cross what they considered that allowable line, given they had promised television uh, partners and sponsors a family-friendly product. Uh, apparently, Mandy was live streaming and getting tipped, and at one point, according to someone viewing the video, said if she wasn't tipped four hundred dollars, she would end the stream. <laughs> 
Wow. In another, she told her streamer uh, to message her about what they want her to do in their custom videos. There were also multiple new shots of her and her fiance and sexual positions. So Shawn Michaels found out and he decided to rewrite the entire NXT show that we saw on Tuesday. And Rose was ordered to drop the title to Perez and she was fired the next morning. And supposedly she was completely blindsided. The big thing is the blindsided. Like I, I understand suspending her and telling her to remove the content or yeah. you will be fired. Similar in a similar situation to what happened to Selena Vega. I didn't agree with that firing, but at least they told her you do, you need to stop doing the Twitch or you're fired before they fired her. With yeah. with Rose, it just feels like they just found out and were just like, nope, got to get rid of you. We can't have you around. Mattel said something, so we are good. Go. Yeah, uh, it it definitely seemed like they panicked. It definitely seemed like they panicked and decided to to act very um very hastily. And, and look, yeah, I, and uh, and to answer Queen Moan, whatever they supposed to do, they they were supposed to say tell her to tone it down. She didn't even do that. You're saying if she if she was told to tone it down, she was not told to tone it down. Apparently, now, so we do have Sean Ross app saying one thing saying that she she at some point i believe what he said was she had made it clear she had no intentions of uh, of stopping doing what she was doing because of the kind of money that she was making and then we have Meltzer saying that there are those people who believe that they, she didn't have the option of of turning it down or toning it down or, or shutting it off so i feel like those two guys are maybe talking to different people and there are some uh, what it sounds like possible. is that I, what it sounds like if you can kind of interpret everything from the two reports it sounds like she knew what she was doing could get oh. her in trouble oh absolutely. but i don't think i don't think the to the level of getting fired i think that she thought it was a suspended offense yeah. and not a firing offense and and here's the thing, and that's why like the the blindsiding thing. I'm like, all right, maybe and, and maybe it was the fact that the blind the firing itself was the blindsided. But she had to know sooner or later she was going to get caught with with what she was doing at the level that she was doing it, giving her her status as a celebrity and as a professional wrestler. That stuff was going to get out. You can't stop that stuff from from leaking out onto the internet. No matter how hard you try, it doesn't go away. Um, so she had to know that this was coming and part of me thinks, honestly, she didn't care with the amount of money that she was uh, reportedly pulling down more than she was getting from her WWE contract. So yeah. Mandy Rose is going to be fine. Like in this situation, she's going to be fine and more power to her. Honestly, look, I have no issue. You want to, obviously there's a market for this. There is a huge market for this SP three because I don't know if you know this SP3, but but porn is free. Like there are there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pornography sites out there with free videos, and yet there are dudes who will shell out hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars for more custom porn. It is kind of ridiculous how savage men are. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Go talk to some of your female coworkers about what they get in their DMs on Twitter. Trust me, it will shock and surprise you unless you're one of the guys doing it. 
All right. Like Jesus. Apparently there's a market for this and fine. I'm okay with it. Believe me, SP3. If I had anything on this body that was that people wanted to pay me money to see, you bet your ass I would have a new daycare revenue stream. I don't have a problem with anybody making money with what God gave them. I don't. As long as it's consensual and you're getting your money for it, I'm cool with it. Free country, do what you want. But at the same token, she knew what she was doing was going to get her in trouble. She knew that there were going to be consequences for her actions. She has every right to do it, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be consequences. I could come up to you in the street and call you every name in the book. And under the First Amendment, I have every right to do that. But I should also not expect you to just sit there and say, thank you, sir. Go on with your day. I should expect you to haul off and crack me in the damn face because there are consequences for actions. And if this violated Mandy's, con and that's the other thing we haven't brought up. And maybe you uh, mentioned it when I ran upstairs to check on my daughter. Uh, if what Mandy did violated her contract in some way, shape or form, they may not have had any choice but to let her go then and there. That that could be an angle in this. It's definitely not as black and white as what a lot of people are yeah. making it out to be. And I know people want to be very, very hypocritical. Hell, I know people want to go as far back as just last year where Athena did that interview with, with Chris Van Vliet and talked about how they were told to dress more like Mandy Rose because they wanted to accentuate the sexuality of the women in the division. I actually view this as a step in the right direction from that. Cause again, old regime, old, old, older, old dudes in charge. This is, this is a step in the right direction because women are more than just their looks, especially the talent that they have in WWE. So this I see as a step in the right direction. If they view that Mandy has crossed the line and that's not necessarily the credo anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, you, we got to understand, you know, the type of content there. It was always going to be uh, something that WWE could punish her for. I just felt like it was it was not a well thought out decision. And I thought that it could have, yeah. you know, it could have been done in a better manner. But I'm not saying WWE is wrong. Uh, I'm not saying Mandy Rose, it's her body. She should make what she wants to make off of it. So in my opinion, she's not wrong no. for, for her content on her site it's just a a totally messed up situation that i think that we don't know enough about to yes. talk more in depth about yes. because honestly i would not be surprised this is not me reporting but i would not be surprised if the just the the what was in the content was the issue i think that the fact that we have reports of rose making more money than she was making in wwe on not an nxt contract on a main roster deal she was making more on the site i think the more we learn about this we more we will find out about wwe's stance when it comes to their competitors and their performers getting money from these outside sites because we got the big news you know earlier this year oh we're gonna let you go back on twitch oh you're gonna let you do all of this but every single time we have heard of these performers you know, making more off of these sites than WWE, WWE has always come back at them. And it, it always seems like, no, you're making too much. No, 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 no. You're getting too many cookies in the cookie jar. 
Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, uh, Safet saying uh, the door is not closed for a WWE return. I don't think it's closed either, but if she's making what she's making over there, she may not want to come back. And because I've, I've been watching so many different reports this week, I do believe it was Sean Rossap who said that he was told by one former WWE um, performer who has one of these sites on her own and is not putting out as far as I know, the kind of content that Mandy Rose is putting out, I'm just saying because I haven't heard of anybody putting out the kind of content that Mandy Rose has been putting out that SP3 just described. Um, if you're late to the stream, by the way, please go back and listen to it. It was hilarious. Um, but anyway, she is making more from her site than she is than she was as a WWE performer and has already ruled out going back. So, yeah, man, there's a market for it. Remember, remember Tony Storm. Tony's, we don't even know how much Tony Storm is caking right now, yo. Tony Storm at AEW, she got a nice little AEW contract. You don't hear, you don't, you don't barely hear any fans complain about not, Tony Storm not showing up on AEW. You know why? Because she's still making cake, even when she's not on AEW TV. Look, and, and, and that's why I've seen people bring up uh, Impact being in, in, interested in, in Mandy. The AEW should sign up. If, if they're interested, she should go to AEW immediately. Because I do believe, uh, I know Paige Van Zant is, is and now Paige has had all of one match uh, in, in AEW, but she's still under contract. She's still allowed to do whatever she's been doing up there. Uh, I think Ty Mello, I saw her open up a, a thing. Tony Storm's got her OnlyFans page. Hey, Tony Khan don't give a shit. Tony Khan don't give a shit about any third party, whatever the hell you're doing to make money. It, it kind of falls under the same lines of, oh, hey, yeah, you can go do an independent booking. That's fine. You know, you're you're they're independent contractors at the end of the day. What I'm interested to see is, and I'm not saying that I, I I want to know what the details of her contract was, but I would like to know if something kind of forced WWE's hand based on how her contract was written to fire her so to, so quickly to make such that snap decision. Because um, honestly, I was kind of half expecting a, an Emma situation here where Emma was let go for the whole uh, uh, five finger discount thing that happened a few years back. And then she was brought back, what, like two days later? Uh, she was re if it was even that. So I was kind of expecting maybe something like that to happen. Uh, did not happen uh, as of this uh, as of this uh, show so far. So we shall see. I'm just hopeful that uh, uh, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, the rest of Toxic yes. Attraction Bring still, up. still, you know, get their opportunity. They should get brought up. Apparently, Fightful reported yesterday that uh, they, they impressed people on the main roster when they had their main roster appearance during the women's tag team title tournament. You only got about three teams on the main roster. You do need gg dolan and jc jane up there uh, and they're ready i think yeah ready. yeah they're ready they're ready for the opportunity however i'm not as hopeful for their push without mandy rose well that's interesting because i was listening to sean rossap's uh stream the other day and apparently you know wwe was looking at toxic attraction but really didn't want to bring mandy rose up to the main roster so maybe that's not something you need to concern yourself with in, in at the end of the day. Well, something that would be stupid. That would have been stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You don't. I think that WWE should have learned their lesson from Hit Row that you don't bring up Destiny's Child without Beyonce. It's just not the same. Well, now they ain't got no choice because Beyonce is a free agent. Um, And, and going to do just fine in her solo career. 
Something I am concerned about, SP3, because I'm, I'm not concerned about JC or, or GG. I think they're going to be fine up on the main roster if they get called up. Um, I, I, I expected this headline to come out at some point. I didn't want it to be this year. I didn't even want it to be next year. I kind of just wanted to enjoy the ride and not have to worry about things, SP3. But Wall Street Journal out with another report. Now, the headline should be the fact that there are new allegations against Vince McMahon for misconduct and rape and all sorts of just criminally disgusting, despicable things. Um, from our standpoint, which is covering the pro wrestling side of things, which is far and beyond worse or far, far le less important than anything else that came out in that article is that even despite these new allegations and everything, Vince McMahon wants to come back to WWE and wrestling observer today said that, you know what the, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase here. Basically everybody in the damn company is against it. They, they, they would stand, they would stand against it, but Vince McMahon has the voting power. Vince McMahon puts who's on the board and Vince McMahon could very well nuke the entire damn board of directors and, and, and nuke the entire company in the process just to bring his happy ass back and put himself in charge. Once again, um, feels like he got bad advice SP three that these allegations would just blow over in the end. And, uh, he could have kept on, kept on, keeping on doing whatever that was that he was doing. And, uh, apparently he he's getting ready to make a comeback attempt at some point. Despite the fact that without him, the company has been doing better in a lot of avenues and has not missed a beat financially. This dude could be sitting on a beach in Boca with a damn coconut with an umbrella in it and an alcoholic beverage chilling on the beach with his new girlfriend and just collecting money. And instead, apparently is ready to come back and just set off a bomb to the company that his father started and that he built up into this global mecca that it is. And I can't sit here and think anything other than the fucking grapefruits on this guy. Jesus. I'm hoping that there is some kind of legal ramifications that stop this from happening because I can't think of one other person on this planet outside of Vince McMahon himself who wants Vince McMahon back in WWE. I know of one other person. Johnny Ace? Jesus Christ. I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to admit it here live on your YouTube screens, whether it's your phone, your computer, your TV. I will admit, ladies and gentlemen, I am an agent of chaos. Oh. I love chaos. I love things that will create carnage and will create fan hysteria in professional wrestling and nothing will have people going crazy on social media going crazy throughout the wrestling world is if basic man came back to this company you literally have to understand for the past decade these wwe fans have been telling us that pure shit was good and now they actually have a good product and they get to overhype that? 
Now it's like the greatest thing of all time. It's like, oh God, I'm annoyed by it. And I want to see how those same WWE fans react when Vince is back to ruin everything. Oh, oh, it'd be so great. It'd be so great. I am here for it. It tingles me. You know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? The thought of Vince Man coming back to WWE. You hate bad television is what you hate. And that's what I don't want. Sure, I want stuff to talk about. But you know what I like? I like stress-free environments. I'm not sitting here saying that WWE has been firing on all, on all cylinders and has been perfect since uh, Papa H took over. And there, There's a long way to go. But I have liked the direction that the company has moved in. I thought they have done some, some really... Um, you know, no-brainer type decisions, the Sasha Banks situation notwithstanding. But, you know, they they have made a lot of moves that have been beneficial to the company, that have been beneficial to the health, the mental health of the fans who still watch it, the mental health of the performers backstage. Morale has never been higher. You got people in his, in his own damn company, in his own damn locker room who respect what he did for the business, but are sitting there saying, nah, keep your happy ass or apparently unhappy ass at home. I don't want any of that. I don't want to go back to the agent of chaos because you know what that's going to be? You know what that's going to be? Vince McMahon is going to come back and then we're going to get all the same old bullshit that we have been complaining about for the last 10 years. A lack of stories, a lack of star development. People are going to get fired for no damn reason. Names are going to be changed to stupid bullshit like Butch and not the, the it's just going to be the same old shit at least with triple h i got hope that things are going to improve now he's got some issues right now and we're going to talk about that in a few, a few seconds but you cannot sit here and tell me that a bunch of fucking headlines and a bunch of yes vince coming back creates chaos within wwe is, is, is no on mondays and friday nights i don't want none of that i don't want to see any of that reflected on my tv screen i am happy with papa h being where he is Leave him the fuck alone. Go away, please. I let Vince book SmackDown. Triple H can book <laughs> Raw. I agree. Raw is better with Triple H. And, and SmackDown's been better the last couple of weeks. But I'm just here. I'm just here for chaos. No, of course. Of course, you know, if you if you like people caring about delivering good wrestling content. No, you don't want a Vince McMahon uh, comeback. Yeah, but let's go back to the days of two-minute matches with 90 seconds of it in, commercial break, picture in picture. Let's go hey, back. Vince gave us WrestleMania 38 night one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he also gave us WrestleMania 38 night this, two, but that is besides the point. And he gave us one of the best think. wrestling shows of the year. Hell in a Cell was a fantastic show. Here's the thing, SP3. Here's the thing. The next four months are going to be the most important in Triple H's tenure as the head of WWE creative. He has got to knock it out of the park. It has got to be a success, both in a rating standpoint, from a quality standpoint, from a critical standpoint, and from a financial standpoint. Because if there's one slip up in that crack, if there is a crack anywhere over, the over this next WrestleMania season, I don't think Triple H is going to have a chance in hell uh, of hanging on because somehow the man who still controls all the voting power is going to find a way, even if he has to set off a nuclear bomb in order to do it.
I think I think Triple H, you know, you you got to think about things like how much you know, how much potential is there, how much chances that he has, and I think everyone would agree he's got no chance. That's what he's got. Well, up uh, against no machine too strong, selling politicians buying songs for stars, puppets. Like I said, Don't it has buy no- those. <laughs> Like I said, it hasn't all been smooth sailing uh, for for Triple H. By the way, guys, if you're tuning in uh, for the first time ever, or if you're just tuning in, as always, we appreciate you. Hammer that thumbs up button. You have no idea how much that really helps drive up our audience, and we we would love a, a much larger audience, even though we love y'all who tune in every time we're on the air. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, if you're new and you like what you're hearing, pound that subscribe button, too, by the way. We would uh, greatly appreciate that um, as well. Um, SP3, it has not been all smooth sailing uh, for Triple H. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier on in the show, but uh, the uh, Twitter account WrestleVotes, who has been uh, very, very, has been proven to be very accurate uh, with his tweets in the past. All right, this is a an anonymous account, but it is still a very credible account. Says that uh, Triple H himself has been underwhelmed by the performance of a handful of a handful uh, of the talents that he has recently re-signed to the company. Um, That is not to say that he is uh, underwhelmed with the entirety, and I got to give credit to uh, Warren Hayes uh, for for this on Twitter. I thought this was very hilarious. The entirety of the Midfinity gauntlet that he has brought back uh, to the company it's not that he's under. It's not that he's underwhelmed with the entirety of all the the two dozen plus people that he's brought back. He said a handful, a handful of people that he has been underwhelmed with. Now, I read this SP3 as one of two things on this. Okay, it's either he has been underwhelmed with their actual performances on screen, as in the things that they control, whether it's in the ring, whether it's on the mic, whatever it has been. He has been underwhelmed with what they have been giving out on camera or two. He has been underwhelmed with how they are performing with the audience. One of those things would be entirely, maybe not entirely, but a majority of which would be his fault. If it's how they're getting over with the audience, if it's how they themselves, the individuals are performing, that is something completely different. What do you read into this situation? Um, I read to it that it's a little bit of both. I saw a lot of people, you know, pointing out, jumping on my bandwagon, because y'all know more than anyone, yes, Queen Bo, y'all know, and when Hero was signed, who was the first person you heard on these wrestling YouTube screens that was saying that? You don't get Destiny Shaw with no Beyonce. You don't get sync with no Justin Timberlake. That was just a dumb move. But I'm not surprised by any of this. I have been underwhelmed by a lot of the people that they they have brought back yes they brought back people that i felt were good additions like johnny gargano he's got to find a role where he could play the main roster uh baby face but he's not exactly over with the crowds just yet so that's on triple h more than his performance per se same similar in a sense to dexter loomis because both of these guys have been stuck in the same freaking feud for 
five months, Triple H? Hopefully it's ending. Five months, Triple H? It's been five months, regardless of it ending next week. It's been going on for five months. This field should have never been going on for five months. So that's two of your talents you've wasted with a dumb feud for five months. So that's on Triple H more than the Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. Braun Strowman is an interesting case where I don't think Triple H would be underwhelmed without how over he has been with, you know, he's performed well and gotten over with the crowd. I think he would be more underwhelmed by his outside the ring shenanigans yeah. and getting controversy like that. Hit roll. That was a dud signing. We, 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 we can all admit that at this point. Uh, who else? Carrying Cross. That's on Triple H. He hasn't really, I mean, he's kind of underwhelmed as far as like underperformed as well. I, I wouldn't say he's had any strong promos or strong matches since he come back. So that's a little bit of both as well. Yeah, Bray okay. Wyatt is the kind of the gem of all the oh, returns. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's in the other echelon. And I thought Braun was as well until he started making his shenanigans online. Braun and, and Bray are the exceptions to the rule. I think the majority of the returns have been duds for either Triple H not pushing them well or bringing back too many people, and he can't push all of them at once. And that's or what I think they problem. have been under underperforming in the ring and haven't been haven't stood out really like a carrying cross, like a hit row. Like there's going to be so many that I don't even remember have returned in the last couple of months because they feel like they've been here for a while and damage control have performed well, but triple H has done them no favors. Yeah, exactly. I think damage control. I, I think the Dakota, Dakota Kai in particular has been performing at a very high level the last few weeks. Um, and I think she has the potential to be a big single star, uh, maybe even as soon as 2023. What they've gotten out of Candice LeRae, I think, has been fine. But again, she's she's coming in here and, you know, he's putting a lot of the same people that he's brought in that he's trying to get over up against other people uh, that he's just brought in. So you have new baby face and new heel who are going up against one another. Neither one of them's over with the audience. This is something we talked about last week on another outlet, right? Look at how over LA Knight is getting right now, just working with Bray Wyatt. You took a guy who is immensely talented, as, as, as much of these people are. You took a guy like LA Knight who was getting pissed off. I, I honestly, I've Max Dupree, right? That so who was under a different name, who was getting pissed off that his male models were getting beat like a drum to hit row, by the way, losing matches to hit row. And this guy was just chucking his jacket on the side and nobody cared about what was going on inside the ring. And now just a couple of months later, he's one of, he's being booked with your top guy, not named Roman Reigns on SmackDown. And it's starting to get over with the audience because you are putting him on that pedestal. I kind of put L.A. Knight as one of those returns that has worked out, even though he's been with the company because whatever Vince tried to do with him wasn't working. The return of L.A. Knight is working, and he is getting over with the audience. They're at least invested in him. But you can't put Candice LeRae out there, have her, have her beat Nikki Cross, who you're also trying to get over under her new persona. You can't have her beat Nikki Cross and then lose, beat Dakota Kai and then lose to EO Sky. Like, it's just like one step forward, two step back kind of a thing. Nobody knows who to get really invested into. The NXT audience knows who a majority of these people are. 
but you're ma- you got to give the main casual people, your main audience, a reason to get invested in these people. And they still haven't figured out how to do that with people who have been there longer. Pretty much everybody on the SmackDown women's roster, like Raquel Rodriguez. You're building up Raquel Rodriguez as your next challenger to Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. When was the last time she cut a damn promo? You don't even let this woman talk. I think the last time she cut a promo, she got attacked backstage. Like, they don't give her any kind of story whatsoever. There's been no character development with any of these people. At least they're giving Johnny Gargano a microphone and, like, letting him try to get over as the likable nerdy dork that he is. And I've actually enjoyed some of the stuff that he has done. I'm ready for him to move on and get back to being just Johnny fucking wrestling. I'm I'm, I'm really good at what I do, right? Like, he's very... The way that they have booked Johnny Gargano reminds me how they booked Sami Zayn early on, where he they're like, hey, here's this goofy shit. Go make it work. More often the fact that he does. But should Johnny Gargano lose to The Miz? No, Johnny Gargano should not have, have lost to The Miz. So I think Triple H is, is hurting himself in that stretch. I saw a lot of people. Yeah, go ahead. Triple H basically is feeling what Tony Khan felt after a while. Tony Khan was bringing all these debuts and it was the law of diminishing returns. And now I'm just numb. Like my level of excitement for, you know, uh, the Bailey, EO, and Dakota return, like Drew's bringing up in the chat at, at SummerSlam, or how I felt for Johnny Gargano coming back. And compare that to Tegan Knox coming back. Yo, like, it's like night and day because I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be a cool moment, but they're not going to follow up. Tegan Knox, cool moment. Yeah, she just got there. Okay, we'll give her time. Emma, what the hell have they done with Emma in a month since she came back? Nothing. Candice LeRae, she got beat down. She was off television for a month. EO and, and Dakota should have got the tag team titles immediately. They mm. lost to Raquel and Aaliyah. They lost to Oscar and, and Alexa. They got the titles. They're still losing matches. Like, oh, man, it's just like, I need more. We need more people that you get over. Triple H is doing better with the people that were already there than he's doing with all these people he returned. Thus, my point from what I said with Austin Theory with the whole money in the bank, Triple H had a lot of other things he could have been fixing than taking the money in the bank off of Austin Theory or signing all these people back. Maybe you should have just dealt with the roster that you had and made little returns, like, at a time. You wanted to keep the buzz going. I understand that. That's all fine and dandy. But you overexerted yourself. It's like when you're at the groceries and you got more money than you necessarily feel like you have. You get extra grocery, and then you're wasting stuff. You got bread that's been in your cabinet for a week. It's done a spire a month ago. Like, come on. Like, yo, that's what he did. And yeah. people, I, I feel like uh, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is that I feel like a lot of people just put a blind eye to the stuff Triple H has been doing. They're still wrong. on the honeymoon phase. I understand. I understand that, but honeymoons don't go on five months. They last the most I've ever heard of a honeymoon lasting is a month. You got to understand though. After 30 years of Vince McMahon, five months don't feel that long. It really does. <laughs> it really, really doesn't. And here's the here's the here's the problem, right? The microcosm of what we just talked about that Safet just brought up. Why the fuck is this match happening tonight? Why yeah, like, match, like that's what I said. Just brought back. They've wrestled one match that they won 
by a disqualification, not a disqualification, but a distraction. You're, help, want- you're helping my point here, Safet. He's already blown. This microwave booking is Emma returned to a title match. You literally microwave booked her return in a matter of a match. Like, I, I'm not the only difference I keep saying between Triple H and Vince McMahon is that Triple H cares about wrestling a little bit more than Vince McMahon because I see a lot of Vince in Triple H more than a lot of people are willing to admit. Yeah, uh, early on, early on, because he spent a lot of time learning under Vince. I think, again, this is a hard job. There is a lot that's going on in this. I think he's going to continue to make strides. But doing stuff like putting this title match on tonight does him no good because either you take the tag titles off of damage control again or you have your your brand new fresh babyface tag team with all a one win under a distraction finish under the belt. You You have them lose. And then immediately it's like, okay, now where do we go with this tag team division? Because those are your only two teams right now. Or you give us a non-finish and we all shit on it because we hate non-finishes. So why are you booking this match? Why don't you focus, please, for the love of Jesus, why don't you focus on building up the division more than one team at a time? Let's get some others into the mix here. This uh, And look, he's starting to do some things. He, we're finally getting some motion here with Alexa Bliss. We're finally I, Oscar's got some stuff cooking that seems to be intriguing to I, me. I want to I want to mention that Queen Mo she makes a great point with this glass comment. Triple H messed up by not doing the draft. The draft that the draft would have been so beneficial to really cut. I'm gonna put the stamp on the regime, and he could put whoever he wanted in whatever place. I understand a lot of people for years have said they always wanted the draft after Mania. That's yeah, all that's- fine and dandy, but for what Triple H was trying to do, the best thing was for the draft to happen at the usual time. Yeah. Um. Hopefully he's playing the long game with this one because the dra- the draft is needed. The draft is desperately, desperately needed to, especially to reshuffle the women's division. Cause right now it's, it's as far as talent that is over. All right. I'm not saying that so-and-so is shit or doing like a colleague of mine did last week, got headlines by saying he'd fire the entire SmackDown roster besides Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. What I'm telling you is as far as talent that is over in the women's division, it is the have, which is raw. And it's the have not, which is SmackDown. You got maybe two, maybe two people. Cause I don't even know if Shane is technically over with the crowd. Rhonda is Rhonda is. And to an extent, Liv Morgan is, but not as hot as she was. So outside of that, you don't really have anybody in the women's division. Who's over with the crowd yet. And triple H is trying to get people over, but so far what he's done has not worked, which is why maybe you should pony up and pay Sasha Banks what she's asking for and put her ass uh, over on SmackDown. Speaking of SmackDown SP3, because we are way over uh, on the time for our show today, but we do appreciate the engagement. This has been great. Uh, Again, I knew we were going to spend a lot of time on all four of these topics because they were four major stories, but tonight is shaping up to be a big SmackDown. We do have that women's tag team title match. We'll see how that goes. They are also... um, making it seem like tonight is going to be a big night for Sami Zayn, which means one of two things. Either SP3 
They're going to make him. The bloodline, Roman Reigns and his triumphant return for everything that Sami Zayn has done, for helping get the win at War Games, for everything that he's done from the bloodline. He is going to go from uh, guest spot Steve Urkel to the star of the show. They are going to make him a full-fledged member of the bloodline or they don't fully trust this man and he's going to get peshied. He's going to walk down to the ring and one of the bosses is going to cap him in the back of the damn head. What do you think happens tonight? If you haven't seen Goodfellas, I'm sorry for ruining it for you. Go watch it. But his, what his do you name, think? His name is Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. What uh, is the fate of Sami Zayn tonight on SmackDown? Do they make him or does he get the Pesci treatment? I think that it's, it's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Gonna get some blood on the floor, and Sami Zayn is gonna be decked out. He's gonna get a haircut, he's gonna be looking fresh, and Roman Reigns is gonna make the signal, and we're gonna get the heartbreaking moment right in the holiday season, right at the peak of the bloodline after Sami's uh huge performance at Survivor Series. Roman Reigns is gonna put the knife in his back. We're gonna get it tonight in Chicago. I think we are too. Um, it is a it is a moment that I'm not entirely ready for because this storyline has been uh, so great. Um, and and Queen says, "Look, a huge pop for Sami Zayn uh, on the horizon." I think so. I would not be surprised if they completely wrote him off of television for the next few weeks, and then he comes back um, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I believe it was the Wrestling Observer who reported that Sami is set for uh, a major match at Elimination Chamber in Montreal against Roman Reigns. So you you got to start it at some point. This this is a good point to do it. If if it doesn't happen tonight. Again, I like the idea of, and I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, of, you know, Sammy showing his true colors at the Royal Rumble because you get Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. That match, Roman either wins, probably wins the match via hijinks again from the bloodline, yes, blah, blah. They're beating him down, and they basically hand Sammy the executioner sword and say, take him out. And he decides to side with his friend, and he's the one that turns on the bloodline. Follows, follows Roman Reigns or follows Kevin Owens' advice of turning on the bloodline before they turn on him. I think that's the other avenue you could go. But man, the way that they set this up, the way that they set this up with with Jay being the one to tell Sammy, hey, maybe trim your hair up a little bit, you know, get yourself looking real good because this this is your moment. It's going to be a big night for you. That that's the poetry. That's that's the Easter egg that I needed. That Roman told Jay, "Hey, you were right all along. We can't trust this guy. We got to take him out." And I think that's what's going to play out. And the fact that they are going to have Sammy, it's all going to depend on how short his hair is, because if it if his if if it's finally gone, the 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 mess that is gone that he's been growing since the start of the pandemic. If he's back to short short hair, not clean shaven Sami Zayn, but well-trimmed beard Sami Zayn. You know, he's back to that scrappy underdog type of guy. Oh, it's going down. He, he, 
He's getting capped. Can't wait for the oh to come back. The the old theme song needs to come back if he returns at the rumble. But I think it yeah, that's why I said I didn't think the turn uh had I think the turn had to happen before the rumble because it means more for Kevin Owens to go after the undisputed universal championship and revenge for his best friend Sami Zayn. And there is more of a likelihood of Kevin Owens beating Roman Reigns if say you save the Sammy return for not the Rumble match, but for their match, and he comes back and he costs Roman Reigns the championship, that becomes an option more than than Kevin Owens facing yeah. them with Sami Zayn in their side. We all know that, may, yeah, it could be used as a vehicle to finally have the turn happen, but we don't have any doubt Roman Reigns will win that. Yeah, and I think that it, it will have more of an impact if, if Kevin Owens was right. Right. If Kevin Owens was right the whole damn time and said, hey, look, you need to jump these guys before they jump you. And tonight is going to be the moment where Sami Zayn realizes that he should have taken Kevin Owens advice because he's about to get his ass whooped. And it it is a moment like like Queen says, she said, you know, it might actually you know, she might actually shed a tear. Uh, look, there. this is going to be a very happy, sad moment because this is the culmination of something that they have building, been building toward for months. And this isn't one of those situations where it's like Johnny Gargano and The Miz where we're just begging for it to end. This has been so good that people don't want it to end. And that's where Triple H has really succeeded, you know, with his top storyline, which is his most important thing, right? He has succeeded with this. And now he's in a position where... Sami Zayn, after he gets his butt whooped tonight, people are going to be ready for this man to be strapped to a rocket and sent to the moon, as Cameron Grimes would say. Um, Does he actually get there? We'll see. We'll see. A lot can change between now and and WrestleMania and things that are set up afterwards. But, man, the, the, the potential is real here to finally lead to Sami Zayn winning the big one. And I would love to see it personally. I, I really, really would. Uh, SP3, big weekend uh, for you over in the True Heat Heel Heat YouTube channel. What you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine, as you see there, True Hill SP3. Uh, subscribe to the channel, True Hill Heat. Earlier today, we did our review for NJPW World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League 2022 finals, as well as we got tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat 205, our flagship podcast. It'll be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and special guest, Kate Elizabeth of Fightful. Nice. We're going to be talking about this week in wrestling, Mandy Rose release sasha banks and njpw when her deal with wwe was done we're going to be talking about Vince man wanting to come back new japan big show from the week aew dynamite winter is coming action andrade one two three action we're going to talk all about it true hill heat 205 tomorrow all right we appreciate you guys again thank you so much for tuning in everybody who stayed through for the chat um i'd love to get to, to more of you guys's comments but uh need to go check on my daughter make sure she's doing okay um hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed the show today uh some some heavy hitter topics but i feel like sp3 and i kept it really light Lucy goosey had some fun with it uh where we could where it was appropriate to um you know go check out mandy rose's website if you're you're, you're inclined to i think that that that's a silver lining for mandy man she is getting so much free advertising and I'm again, I got no problem. I got no problem whatsoever with what she's doing. If she's making money. There's a market for it, baby. Go check out her website. I don't know where it is. I'm sure you can find it. Um, I don't even what is it on? Is it fun time? Happy time? Fan time. Fan time. Fan time. Fan time. There you go. 
God, there's so many platforms for that. Like, seriously, I need to I need to start working out some more. Like, really. Hey, like, if you want some Mandy Rose content, fan time is the place, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Spend your, spend your money during the holiday season the right way on Mandy Rose. <laughs> so support SP3, support Mandy Rose, support us here at Believe in Pro Wrestling. SP3 and I'll be back on a regular time slot. God, I hope. Tuesday at 2.15 in the afternoon. We'll see what else breaks in this crazy universe. Yes, Safet. Yes. Uh, 18 only. Not here. Not here. Although we do swear a lot. Uh, we apologize for that. But uh, 18 only on Mandy's site. Or not. I don't care. Uh, we, <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week uh, at Tuesday, 2.15, unless something else comes up. Just check out my Twitter. I'll keep you guys updated. At Rick Uccino, as it's spelled there on the board. For those who are listening on the podcast, it's UCC. H I N O. This has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Go out and enjoy your Friday, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.